Welcome to In the Spotlight with Desi Five, a podcast focusing on culture, the human experience, music, and more. Our main focus is to continue the long but worth it journey of bringing the world together. I am an entertainer, singer-songwriter, show producer, and I began my entertainment journey in 2008. I've worked with so many people and created so many relationships. I would like to shine light on some of Dallas's most influential people of culture, art, music, and beyond. This podcast is recorded in front of a live audience every first and third Sunday, 7 p.m. at the Peak Inn in Old East Dallas. It airs weekly on all major podcast platforms. On this next episode of In the Spotlight with Desi Five, we have the wonderful, the amazing, the multifaceted, the political, the wonderful drag queen herself, Kylie O'Hara Fatal. I love how you ran out of adjectives because you said wonderful twice. I did say one <laughs> twice because I don't know, I, I should have written it down, you know, but you know, there's so many other no, words. No, I love it. I love it. I'm just giving you a hard time. I love it. How are you, Kylie? <laughs> I'm doing very, very great. I know folks can't see me, but I also look very great. You do look great. You look very, very green, very, very lime, very, Le- very, uh, as they say in Spanish, also lemon because there's no Spanish word for lime. That part. <laughs> just, you look lit, girl. You look lit. What you got you. going on after this? Um, I have not one, but two shows in the legendary Rose Room. Um, so there's like a cute little benefit for my drag grandmother and my twin sister um, and on their way to a national pageant. Because, um, bitch, pageants are expensive. As a pageant girl myself, they're expensive. Like, I... For, I calculated how much money I spent to win Miss Texas and it was a lot and then um, afterwards we have our normal Sunday show in the Rose Room so Miss Texas how was that I mean you said it was quite expensive oh my god yes so yes I am the um, the reigning Miss Gay Texas America um, which is celebrating its 50th anniversary this year it's seen a lot of legends such as you know Layla LaRue my drag mother Asia O'Hara um Tasha Cole, the drag queen who invented pads, uh, Alyssa Edwards, and so on. So wait a minute, who invented pads? So someone yeah. actually a in- Dallas queen named Tasha Cole um, invented pads. She won Miss Texas America forty years ago last year. So this would be our forty forty first okay. anniversary. Yeah, invented. Pads. What were they doing before pads? I, I guess just rocket. I, I mean, look at Wesley Snipes and Tu Wong Fu. I guess that. <laughs> I guess they were like, screw it. I can just walk out like this. No, but yeah. So um, I am the Rainy Miss Texas, which it took me four attempts to win. Okay. But I've been trying since 2017. I won last July, so I'm getting getting ready to give it up. So each attempt you spent money. Oh, thousands upon thousands. I think the most I spent in one year was a good five grand. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. Wow, Kylie. That's yeah. a lot of dedication. You know, I've always said I never really understood pageants until I started seeing you and Barbie and, and mm-hmm. Mulan and everyone and then realize okay it's 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 a thing it's oh my god yeah no pageants are very enriching culture i mean for example like you know miss america miss gay america has been going on since 1972 so like that's a uh, that's 51 years that yeah. we're we're going into a 52nd year like that's that's insane to me okay so over the years i've seen you in runway shows at New York Fashion Week. Oh yeah, I did CNN giving your point of view about the drag ban to hosting our very entertaining and full, our fun queer off 
every week at Sue Ellen's, being a Rosewood girl to being Grand Marshal for the Dallas Pride. Which, what else do you got going on? Oh my God, I mean, you pretty much kind of, I mean, I guess it's kind of like a summary of like everything I have done in the past. In this no. year. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, I guess, yeah, all that was this year. Oh my God, yeah. yeah uh, that's a oh my, lot. Yeah, yeah this, is, this actually has been probably one of the most, um, I guess, rewarding years of my career. I have been doing this for, for I think, six or seven years. I can't remember. Um, I, I think seven. Uh, and I've never felt more rewarded as an entertainer than this. I used to be um, a teacher. And I quit that to do drag full time. That was a couple years ago, but I feel like I've never felt more comfortable in my career than this than this moment, this year. Yeah. Uh, like you said, I competed at Miss Gay America as Miss Texas, which is the, my biggest dream I've wanted since I started drag. I walked yeah. to the stage of New York Fashion Week for the Suzanne Barsh show. And like, you looked amazing. I love you. that big hair. I, oh, thank I, you. I want more of that to be. I love, oh my God, I love my uh, uh, King of Zamunda hair. It was um, so hot. <laughs> no, yeah, and then I, I've done so many news articles um, and led up some protests and whatnot, and it, 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 has, it has been such a wild journey this year alone yeah. of what's going on. And But as far as what is next, yeah. um, oh my God, I'm always thinking about the next thing. So I started my own business uh, with two of my friends last year called A Side of Drag LLC because yes. everything goes better with A Side of Drag. I say that a side of drag or a side of fag. I can only say that. <laughs> no, but seriously. So we, um, so our, we just hit one year as of as of uh, a couple months ago. Congratulations! Thank you. That's with Raquel Blake and Bleach, right? Yeah, they're my co-owners. Yes, Bleach was just on, and we're gonna get Raquel Blake very soon. Oh, sickening! Yeah. So we um, we hit another huge milestone. Uh, we booked our first um, RuPaul's Drag Race girl. I actually booked two this year in the same month. So to get to that financial point of being able to do that and that no kind of notoriety in a year of just being a company has yeah. been absolutely fantastic. Um, we are bringing Kennedy Davenport, my good okay. auntie and good Judy, Texas, for Dallas, our June yes. 10th brunch at Legacy Hall in Plano, but also in Legacy Hall to kick off Dallas Pride Week on the 1st of June, that Thursday. We're bringing Sasha Colby for our night show, yes. the winner of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 15. And I'm going to try to go if I can afford it. It's twenty dollars. <laughs> the, the standing room is twenty dollars. As you have twenty dollars, well, I will try to go if someone can take me to Plano. Um, oh, that okay. Now that's yes. Getting up the tollway might be the. Uh, but also, like as far as so that's my next big thing, and I'm also starting um, a new project with the uh, with Alamo Draft House. Um, so there's always coals in the fire. Like as, as an entertainer, as an artist, you can't be complacent in like your normal day to day. Like I have my normal gigs I do weekly, but do you really have a normal day? No, but uh, I. <laughs> I have my normal gigs I do weekly and whatnot, but if you're not always thinking about the next big thing, it's, it's basically clocking in, clocking out, and I never want to be a clock in, clock out drag queen. I always want to, what is next? What's the next big venture? What's the next big project? So I'm always working on being better than I was yesterday, right. which is a lesson I learned from Naruto. Well, you know, I think it, <laughs> no, seriously, but like, I, that's where I learned a lot about my fantasy as an artist, you know, with me being a, 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 a vocal artist and a singer, you know, when I moved to New York, it gave me that fantasy to always think about what's next. How am I gonna present this next song? Mm -hmm. What am I gonna do in my next show? Mm -hmm. And it came from the fact, to me, from being able to have that fantasy 
that I needed to experience when I was in New York, and that's just what it's all about, keeping it up on what's next. So you were a school teacher. I was. I um, went to school, originally for pre-med, and then somewhere along the lines, I said, this is awful. And <laughs> I switched to education, and I've been working with kids since I was 18 already, with um, Theater for Youth and various organizations working with like small children, early childhood development. Um, but I just recently quit uh, this... I guess I, now I think now this June makes two years now. I okay, think two years. So maybe one or two. Oh no, I've lost track. I think two. I think two. Okay. Do you miss it? I miss aspects of it. I hate. So I used to work in uh, Louisville, which Louisville, Texas, those of you who don't know, is um, kind of hit or miss as far as um, high income and low income. Like yeah. you literally have the extremes of all. You have the extremes of all three classes. Yeah. But I moved, they moved me and gave me a promotion and moved me to a district in Cop- which is called Coppell, Texas, which is all upper class. Yes. And just this complete dynamic, the sh- just the culture shift and yeah. how I was perceived. I had two families leave our school within my first two days because then they told my boss because we hired gay people. Um, okay. So that was strike one that I was like, this might not work. And... It just kept getting and worse and it's not like you were in the classroom teaching class with a wig on. The sad thing is, I wasn't even in a classroom yet. I was strictly in the office for those two days. The only thing they saw me is me meeting parents saying, hi, I'm going to be starting working here this week. See, one of the dads really liked you, and that's what the <laughs> had team was. Had to have been. Had to. I was like, first of all, I, was, I don't even like dress. Actually, no, never mind. I, well, I guess first of all, I can't dress gay. Kylie outside of drag is gorgeous. It's Tiger Woods, let's be honest. Tiger Woods, like, like gorgeous. Like, so I can see one of the dads bringing their child up to the school and like... Hmm. Now, wait a minute. Yeah, and then trying to yeah, trying to get some sh- shit stirred up. Yeah, no, but there, I miss <laughs> a lot of aspects of it. I definitely had a greater time when I was in... Um, like a lower income school area, mainly because I don't know. I don't know if it's just because um, the highbrow society is very judgmental. But I had kids at my old school knew who knew I did drag. I actually had one clock me in the hallway, and I was like, "I know you don't have eyebrows, so you're a drag queen." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> she had saw me on TV, and I was like, "What?" <laughs> Well, if, if you were a teacher now, they sure would have seen you on CNN. Hello? Hello? Uh, hello? Um, <laughs> no, but like, uh, it, it, the moment I switched areas, I remember getting even a yearly review asking me if I can be less loud. Like, you know, you have your performance review with your boss every like once a year, once a quarter, depending on what kind of job you work. We do it once every six months. And um, my biggest review, my biggest critique was I need to be less loud. And I was like, what does that mean? I work with five-year-olds. Shouldn't I be always screaming at the top of my fucking lungs? Right. But less loud was just the polite non, um, I guess the can't get canceled discriminatory way of saying less gay. (laughs) Because, yeah, I would wear bright, vibrant colors. I mean, we were allowed to wear shorts. And my shorts weren't... I mean, they I hit, they follow the fingertip rule. Okay. You know, remember in high school, when you had to put your hands down. and then, Yeah, they follow the fingertip rule. But I guess maybe they, they, handle, they couldn't handle these legs, honey. I get it. I used to work for Bank of America. And um, I would wear, like, a, a khaki suit with a lime green shirt, you know. Uh-huh. Or, you know... And I would get in trouble all the time for the way that I dressed. Being too bright? Being too bright, but basically being too gay. What does that even mean? Like, oh, uh, you would think you would, you know, the wave of gays being cool. 
<laughs> for a while. We're too. We're cool enough until we're too cool. I guess. Yeah, we're we're cool only on the TV standpoint. I guess. So tell me a little bit about the queer off. Um, I'm so grateful that I got an opportunity to actually go. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember um, hearing about it and, and always saying that I wanted to go. I think I had a Wednesday night residency at the time that helped me. Oh, you me did? Back. Like at Bishop Arch or something yeah, like that? Something yeah, like I that. remember that. So once it was gone, I was yeah. able to go. Because I think I did, it, I did it with you once. It was a really cute little, cute little spot. Yeah. I think I stole their hand soap from the bathroom because the hand soap smelled so good. Okay, well, revelers, <laughs> that's Kylie, not me. <laughs> They had like five more bottles like under the sink, so I was like, they're not gonna miss this bottle. No, they really are cool dispensers. I know exactly what you're it talking about. It was like the about. lemon scented. Oh no, but okay. So the queer off is my biggest accomplishment that I to date. I, I guess I would say, um, it's the thing I'm most proud of. Uh, something I started back in 2018. It is a queer themed elimination style competition show that pits together some of the best queer artists that audition year to year Mm -hmm. um, through our audition process which is like submitting performance videos pictures and uh, writing out a little summary about themselves Um, and over the next 12 weeks we give them like challenges and looks based on like themed basically runways and they battle week to week until um, we knocking one off every every time we have an episode until we crown Texas top queer artists and now this year we become like the largest queer competition show in the state of Texas, especially with the prize money we give. It's phenomenal. I went and um, it reminded me of, you know, um, I used to watch Pose back Mm -hmm. in the day and I remember that one scene when they were playing, like they were like the the, the princess and the bride and one of them fell out and they were like Romeo and Juliet. Yes. They were just acting out Romeo and Juliet, but going to the queer off, it reminds me of that. It's like, yeah, it's such a wonderful fantasy. It's amazing. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's Kudos everything. to you. Thank it's you. not RuPaul's Drag Race. It is not. It, it is, celebrates like queer art in, in its entirety. It's I mean, Kylie's Drag Race. Hello. I think I've had, like, my winner, even my winners have been so diverse in themselves. Like, I've had two um, AFAB drag winners, you know, assigned, uh, assigned female at birth. Yeah. Um, which, you know, people say, you know, oh, well, women can't do drag because they're women. No. Right. I mean, hey. Um, I have had my non binary winners. Um, you know, I've had, you know, you know, you get old standard drag queen. I even my last winner that I just crowned Jackie Onassi is a trans man who does female drag. So like the yeah. the amount of diversity that comes through and it's not like you're not like a standard pageant, which, you know, being a pageant girl, it's I've always wanted an outlet to, to do the weird and crazy stuff. So I was like, well, there's not one. So let me create it for my community. Yeah, I love the first night that I went. I went with a friend and we sat to the side and I think this is one of the contestants now it's Selena the one who, who dressed up as the bag of cocaine oh Sierra La Puerta. <laughs> she dressed up as a bag of cocaine and had cops come out and arrest her had, a, had a big key and goes to the judges and the judges are all like sniffing off the it was yes she um, <laughs> magical the, the theme for that runway was things that go bump <laughs> That definitely went bump. It was. Yeah. I was just. I was. I was locked into that. And then I also um, am a big fan of one of the, the contestants too. Um, are you jealous? Both. Both of those entertainers are still in the running for the crown. Yeah. Um, they had their last challenge. I don't know when this airs, but May tenth is our last challenge, and the finale is May seventeenth. So both those entertainers are still in the, in the running for the crown, and I think they both have a great shot. Yeah. To make well, it they're the. Re- I mean, I'm. I like them. And then there's, there's another one I like. Indecisive. Indy. Oh, Indy's a good one, yeah. And um, 
Wait a minute, who's the little sloppy one? The moon girl. She's not there Danny anymore. Moon. Actually, she won the comeback challenge and came back. She's back in now. <laughs> See, I like the right girls, obviously. Yes. No, there's then um, so you have the you know you have those four as well as Noel Sinclair, JT Davenport, um, and oh my God, I'm missing one. Who am I missing? Uh, Veronica Powers. Veronica Blake. Powers. Yes. Uh, yeah. So it, this has been probably one of my favorite seasons that I've done so far. It's really the fun. level of creativity is so. Immense! It's 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 unfathomable if you if if you will, and mainly because I I challenge them every episode to yeah. think creativity and originality first, and then hit those other like criteria that you're you're being judged on. Right. Like the always most creative, be yourself. Exactly. The the most creative, the dumbest person is going to win this show. That's how this this, <laughs> this show operates. Yeah. It's yeah. not like a pageant where you have to be the like the prettiest girl at the party. I mean, you have J T Davenport, <laughs> who is a cis male, who is. Competing with all of these drag queens, and he's is he still in the running? He is still in the running. He's See? actually, I think he's tied for the most challenge wins. Has never been in the bottom. Um, it never, has he never been in the bottom? Never <laughs> lip sync for his life. Never uh, uh, been low. Even he's always been like either high or safe for a winning placement. He's he's doing fantastic. If he was to win, would he be the first male like? He, would be, he would be the if he were to win. First of all, he makes it to the finale. As far as male entertainers goes, he would be the um, the first male entertainer to make it to the finale. We've had ma- we've had male entertainers before, okay. Uh, but he would have gone th- if he makes it past this, this next week. He would have made it the furthest. If he wins, he'll be the first male entertainer. Okay. So Kylie, where are you from originally? Um, I'm from North Carolina. I'm from the Outer Banks, which okay. is where they flew the first airplane. So how was it when you got here? Of course, you were a teacher. Well, was drag also in the in the bag for oh, that as well? No. Actually, actually, I wasn't doing jack shit when I moved here. Fun fact: um, I was uh, still in school, so I was doing like student teaching at the time. Okay, um, and also working in a daycare. Uh, but when I got to, I left Dallas. This is. <sighs> <laughs> It's it's emotional why I left uh, why I left North Carolina came to Dallas but I guess it's been so many years I've been here for since 2014 so going on well, I guess now almost a decade almost ten years almost yeah. ten years oh, Jesus Christ I'm old now okay um so when I was in college um, I got outed um, in a pretty brutal kind of way okay and um, there's a lot of other stuff happening with my family so it was a lot happening in like a one month span and I was a very very overdramatic frat boy okay. Uh, <laughs> In college, <laughs> surprisingly, I was a frat boy. Yes, um, I lived in the house and everything. So when mm-hmm. I was outed, and then also this drama with my family, this dr- the drama of my family. I won't get into it too much, but it made like the news. Like oh, my parents like made the news. Like it was dramatic, and um, so people, were, my these high end hoity toity frat boys were finding out about that drama, and they were the, a lot of them are rich, rich as fuck. Yeah. So you know, I was already coming in at, as a middle class person. So um, there was going on, and then I was outed as being gay, and I was like, oh my god, the world is over, my life is over. So I actually um, went through a very low part of my life, and yeah. actually, um, uh, again, it's no tea now because I've grown from the moment. The growth. The yeah, growth. but I actually had. Uh, um, actually attempted to commit suicide actually when I was in college. Oh, baby, um, I'm sorry. And I failed. <laughs> <laughs> I failed, but um, I guess uh, yeah. But I uh, I I had made. It, I got to the hospital, or I was taken to the hospital, so they were able to you know. 
do the, the thing they had to do. Yeah. And then once my dad found out, he dropped what he was doing and came and picked me up and moved me to Texas where he was living now. Okay. Um, and so I am here just sitting in Dallas with literally nothing, like nothing to my name, like just basically like just random clothes and stuff yeah. from my frat house room. And um, that's how I got here. And I, for, about, for about six months, I wasn't doing anything. Yeah. But I did have a friend of mine, two friends of mine who I grew up with who lived in, in Texas. Okay. And they lived in, in, in DFW. So they would pick me up from my dad's house and then we would go to the, one of them was gay or he came out when he was in high school and um, he was a little older than I. I had a big crush on him when I was in high school. We would go to the gay bars and I remember like being so scared of the gay bars and going to the drag shows. They were obsessed with the drag shows. I hated them. <laughs> I absolutely hated, you hated the drag I show. hated the drag shows. I don't understand. I was like, I don't get this, blah, blah. But it wasn't until I saw, after a year of going, it wasn't, or sorry, no, not even that. I think after, yeah, about a couple months of going, I saw my drag mother for the first time perform. Like, I, I never stayed long and enough to see her. who is your drag mother? Um, from RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10, Asia O'Hara, um, where I get my last name from. Um, so uh, I saw her perform for the very first time. I never stayed long enough to see her perform. Yeah. And I was in awe she did a 10 minute Beyonce to Bowl mix with a Jay-Z and everything yeah and it did something to me to the fact that I the next like two couple weeks I was like looking into drag and then the next weeks after that I was going to the amateur shows watching it and then that's where I met you and my good sisters like Bleach and Barbie and Rocky so, and Mulan tell and us about drag tell us about this because this is not the first time that in the spotlight with Desi has heard about this um, Thursday nights, a rising star at mm-hmm. the Rose Room. What's up with that? Is that a good stepping stone? Oh my God, it's the biggest stepping stone. It's been going on since the two, like the early two thousands. Like I think, like even like before the two thousands, actually. That's where like Kennedy Davenport, Alyssa Edwards, Plastique Tiara, um, Asia O'Hara, um, Cassie Nova. That's where like all these queens got their starts. Yeah. Uh, you know, doing the talent nights over there in the Rose Room, and I was going to those and watching it, and I was like, I'm gonna do this myself. So you can literally say that drag saved my life. Drag made me accept that I was a, uh, uh, um, I was gonna say dick sucker, but I'm more than that. Uh, <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can go all out here, girl. A, a, a homosexual, but like, so drag showed me who my real personality was. It, it was, it was so wild how much putting on a wig has done for my life and my career. Yeah. If you would have told me when I was like 18 to 21, if you would have told me that I would be ended up as a drag little superstar full time. in Texas, full time, I would not have believed you. I've been like, excuse me, I'm supposed to go to Duke Medical School, honey. <laughs> <laughs> Well, look at you now. Like, I know, right? I mean, along with Bleach, y'all are like the top runners, y'all. You know, the girls see y'all name, they're like, oh, okay, this is real. You know, I was telling you the first time I ever really saw you perform was 2018. 2018, yeah. Um, for the... Um, it was like the Denton We Pride. Didn't Drag It. Yeah, it was basically like kind of like our pride in Denton, Texas. What was the queen that you... Was it Peppermint? I think or it was Violet. Ch- no, it might have been Violet. Chachki. It might have been Violet. Chachki. It was Violet Chachki that yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, that was in. You yeah, were yeah. you were the over the production of Hercules. Yes, <laughs> yes. So how it worked is they had the various shows in Denton. Each do like a like a thirty minute showcase. So you know we could do whatever we want. So I made me and my girls do a production of Hercules. Like, I remember bless that. my soul, Hercules, the gospel truth and everything. And then we did solo numbers. But yes, oh my God, I I can't believe you remember that. I remember that just as clear because I was like, whoever this is, because. I didn't, I, like I told Bleach, I didn't look at Dallas drag at all. Because you're a New York queen. Well, not even so much of that. I just, you know, I'm a musician. 
I came up in the ranks. So your your Rose Room was my profit bar. Okay. You know, we went to on a Wednesday. If we wanted to be anything in the scene, we go to the profit bar. Isaac, that door is broken. That's okay. The bathroom is down that hallway right there. Pure comedy. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll edit that out in post. Either way. <laughs> but no, um, so yeah, I didn't really look at the Dallas drag queens that I saw were my friends that were dressing up, putting on wigs, and then we would go out. You know, it wasn't really serious, so I didn't really like, I kind of always, in my mind, if you're trying to do drag, you're trying to be a trans person. That was my idea. Don't know why I was stupid to the Honestly, I was the same way. That's why I feel like I when I was first going to drag shows, I didn't understand them. So I feel like yeah. that's what I assumed. Mm -hmm. I think that's a notion I had as well. And so it was Halloween, picture it, back in the day, 2004. Halloween. And my friends all said, we're going to dress up you know, as girls. We're going to get in geesh. And I said, no, I'm not going to do that because I never had the desire to do it. Mm. But they talked me into it. And I put on this pink dress with a red rose here and I had on a, a blonde wig <laughs> and we went to the store before we went this is when Elm and Pearl was still open okay so we're on our way to Elm and Pearl we stopped by the gas station and I was embarrassed I did not get out but I had to get out to pump the gas long story short we get to the club I didn't go in because I was big. I thought I was ugly yeah I just didn't want to go in so I stayed in the back seat and I just sat in back there and smoked blunts until they all oh, came out no. I know and then the next day I go home and my mom says so you're dressing up as a woman now huh? how did she see I was like what are you talking about well her boyfriend saw me at the guest oh <laughs> my god just as a woman uh, I'm like, I have never dressed as a woman. Da 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 da. da. This is like, well, Juice saw you last night at the Chevron, and I was like, ooh. In that blonde wig and that pink dress. <laughs> I also got clocked wearing. Uh, remember those belts back in the day? They used to have the um, the rhinestones on them, and like, I I probably I have one. Yeah, yeah I have multiple. <laughs> I had a big pink one, so. Oh, so she was coordinating. Yeah, but see, I didn't wear it out of the house. Out of the house, I wore a jean jacket suit. You know, that's when the, the jean jacket and the pants or whatever. And I had yeah. some Adidas, but I switched to some pink and white Adidas when I got in the car, put on a pink shirt and had on this. And I went to CVS, just, you know, to stop by CVS. As and who was at CVS? Woman. My mom. She goes, oh. Nice outfit. She said, we'll talk when you get home. Oh, no. That's really funny, though. I was 16 because we used to sneak into the brick back in the day when the brick was on Maple Oak by Grapevine. Oh, I know. I remember the brick. <laughs> I remember like, Miss Brick, girl. honey. That is literally so funny. The first time I actually was technically in drag, um, in high school, we actually had this. And I, I have the picture. I, I'll run me and send it to you one day. Okay. But it was in 2008. I was a sophomore in high school, so I just aged myself, I guess. Um and it was we used to do crossover day mm -hmm. um and then that immediately got <laughs> a stop put to it after some of the boys were going a little too far i was one of the boys that went a little too far like, i'm going oh i had the wig i had the makeup i had the heel i had my mom's heels on everything i had the padding like and for some reason i was like i remember when i first started drag I think after like a year of doing drag, I was like trying to post one of those pictures, like happy one year, my first time versus now. And I was like, wait a minute, actually, I remember that I 
was a woman in, <laughs> so in think, high school. <laughs> I think I was always kind of this. I don't know what happened. I think college probably made me like repress so much homosexual. Could you imagine? Oh my God, I escaped to Texas to find homosexual freedom. Yes. What is my life? Homosexual freedom with two German shepherds. <laughs> don't you have two German shepherds? Well, we're down to the one now. Huh? We're down to the one now. <laughs> down to the one now. Yeah, we're just down to the, the OG. Oh, okay. And nothing, it's not, no, nothing bad happened. Nothing okay, bad happened. Like, no, 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 nothing bad happened. I was like, oh shit. No, I no, shouldn't no, have brought no. that up. My no, bad. I, okay. I have the OG German Shepherd Knight. Um, I've had him since he was eight weeks old. He's he's three now. But I adopted a puppy. Um, when I got into my own apartment by myself, but I was traveling a lot because I was missed. Like when I was just when I went to Texas, uh, and I was like. Oh my God! This is this is just gonna get worse. The traveling, and I was like, I, and she was very young. Yeah. So I actually found somebody um, who actually trains dogs to be service dogs. So I guess she's a service dog somewhere. Okay. They send me pictures periodically. The last time I heard from them, but was you like still two have months the other ago. one. I still have nine. Because yeah. they were black, and one was black, and one was white, right? No, that's actually my friend's German Shepherd who I borrowed for a photo. Okay. <laughs> no, but my both my dogs were black. They were a night in shadow. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. I, why did I think in my mind that you had a black and a white German shepherd? Because that picture of me is iconic. Because it's a picture of me wearing black and white with my black and white Germans. But no, one is, uh, is my best With your favorite dog. print. Houndstooth, honey. Yes. You know, there's this lady in New York in West Village. I don't know her name. But she, on one side of her hair is white. The other side of her hair is black. And she has one of those really hairy dogs. Those One is black and one is white. And she wears black and white. And she walks down the street. In the West Village on 11. What? In the Cruella de Vil? No, and I think it's hot. I think it's dope. Her dog, is her, they're her fashion oh accessory. It's really cute. It's like, it, it reminds me of that scene from 101 Dalmatians where like they're in the park and the people look like their dogs. Yes. That's it reminds you of that. No. Yeah, I'm and just imagining this woman looking like her dogs. People in, the, I mean, people here in Texas and their dogs is something, but people in like West Village of Manhattan and their dogs, those are like rich dogs. Like, Oh yes, rich dogs. Oh yeah, like they're richer yeah, yeah. than me. <laughs> oh, there, there's this Instagram that I follow. I can't remember her name, but she uh, has a couple dogs. I know she has a German Shepherd, but she like shows what she feeds her dogs daily. And she goes, okay, so today for uh, spots lunch, we're gonna go ahead and start them off with a whole duck foot, a whole sardine, some goat milk, some probiotics, some gummies, three uh, quail eggs, um, a half a pound of lamb. I was like, I look at my dog. I'm like, damn, you can dry kibble. <laughs> I was like, am I abusing? This lady made me feel like I'm abusing my dog. <laughs> right, right, right. Well, that's cool, Kylie. Well, I want to thank you so much for taking the time out to interview with us. Of course. Um, Anything for you, Des. You're my second queen, but you're still my first queen. <laughs> you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, because Bleach is not going to kick my butt. But you and Bleach are really good friends. And we are, yeah. If it wasn't for Bleach, I probably wouldn't know you as well as I do. And um, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule. You got the Rose Room today. You just did things at the Purple for the Purple Foundation. and Oh, my God. That was and great. I'm sure you still have to do your homework for Queer Off. I know Queer Off is not something you just do on Wednesday. Oh, this no. Is something it's, that you, it's something that it takes months of planning exactly. to do. Yeah, I have, a lot, I have a lot to do this week, but we'll get through it. So one thing, one of the reasons why I have drag queens here, because I know that there are young, young queens that I know and that will be listening to this. And so... Just give, before you, you know, leave, just let us know what advice do you give the younger queens that want to make a statement that are just not putting on a wig and a dress, that are actually out here fighting for the queer community mm -hmm. like you are, such as yourself. 
I, I, I want to avoid the whole be yourself and find your light kind of things. The best advice I can give is literally go and be hungry and just completely fuck what everybody else says or thinks. You are you are in control of your own life, and that's something I didn't realize until very late in my life. So you make completely your whole decisions, and and like I said. Go and go find the thing that you love the most and just be hungry for it. Like have this insatiable appetite to, to get, eat up everything you can until you reach those goals. And that, that can be, you know, with drag. That can be, you know, with any kind of art. It can be with music. Just stay hungry and never, ever, ever, ever get full. Always keep going back to the buffet and filling your plate when it comes to your passions. Because if you stay hungry, baby, you will stay successful. You will stay rich. I don't hope the hope is metaphor. You will eat, and your bank account will be fat. Yes. But um, I hope that metaphor actually makes sense. But literally, just stay hungry and never stop with your passions, and always, again, stay just original in a world and with drag at least in a, in a, is an art form where you can literally be anything you want and transform yourself to be anything. Why be basic? Just go and just be the best you you can be and the most hungry you you can ever be. And that's Kylie O'Hara Fatale, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. I gave you 10. You took away two and eight. <laughs> <laughs> I saw Nicki Minaj post that. I said I have to say it. Oh, we love Nicki quotes. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, you so much. Thank you. Go ahead and get you another drink, and I'll send you on your way. Social media. Oh. Oh. Yeah, give us your social media plugs and tags and things. All right. Well, you can follow me at Kylie. That's Kylie with a Kyle with an extra E, so not like the Kardashian. So Kylie O'Hara Fatel, um, F-A-T-A-L-E. Um, that's on Instagram and Facebook. Um, you can also follow my company, A Side of Drag, uh, on Instagram and Facebook as well. Thank you very much, Kylie. Thank we'll you. see you next time. Bye.